Peace, peace, and welcome to the Reaching Father podcast. I'm your host, Osa. This is the podcast where we talk about fatherhood and, you know, pretty much whatever else is going on. As you can probably tell from the title, today we are talking about Kevin Samuels. May he rest in peace. We're going to get into him because that's a hot button topic right there. But first, I wanted to have a little story time. So... My son's teacher emailed me and his mother recently, and it was really great emails just congratulating him for his good behavior in class. And it just made me think that, like, I guess that's cool. However, how bad are these children in his class that, like, there's more time to congratulate the good kids because they must be few and far in between than chastise the bad ones. Now, when I was growing up, the bad, quote unquote, bad kids were so few and far in between that you would only get a call home if you were bad. Well, or email, not an email, I'm sorry, a letter. <clears throat> get a letter sent home back in those days. And I think growing up like that, I think that had some interesting consequences where the behavior of the bad children were more often rewarded. And that that because and because that was the case it was sought out more like you look to see the bad in people more than the good and then you get to choose then we often get to choose when the bad is looked at or when it's not it's kind of confusing actually when i think about it because we say things about people let's just say kevin samuels i mean yeah okay he was a bad person i guess or a bad guy or whatever to some people and people even go as I've heard people to even go as far as, as to call him a misogynist without any real evidence. And mind you, from what I understand, misogyny means hatred of women. It's a strong word. Hate is a strong word to me. I wouldn't label just anybody like that. However, if I did label somebody like that, they would have to do something really heinous, like talking trash to a woman and getting into a trash talking exchange with a bunch of women who like the trash talk isn't exactly the worst thing you can do to me. But if I could think of something misogynistic, I would think like maybe like you stick a gun in a pregnant woman's stomach while committing a home invasion on her. Like that's pretty hateful. You know what I'm saying? And if like that was on the table, I could see calling that person misogynist. I mean, I, I can't even really think of who would do such a thing, but oh, Oh, well, there there was George Floyd. He did just that, stuck a gun in a pregnant woman's stomach while he was robbing her home. But we treated him differently. For some reason, he got a statue. Man, honestly, I ain't gonna fake like I got all the answers because if I did, the world would be in a better place. You know, I know one thing though is that I know a lot more than when I started this journey. And most of what I know about fatherhood, it's organic, it's instinctual, you know, and I believe some of it's from the outside, but a lot of it comes from within. And it seems like you can only reach those levels by actually doing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad I ain't been sitting around on the sidelines because this just takes work, man. It's just a matter of putting it in. And it's not easy. We may never So yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. We in here. So look, let's get into the godfather. <laughs> Uncle Kevin, as I like to call him, Kevin Samuels. He ended up becoming very controversial. I, Where I stand on it is like, I feel like a lot of the things that he had to say were not only true and valid, however, they are needed to be said. The things, 
And maybe you don't like the way how he says it every single time or if he says it perfectly, then I feel like, you know, those people should be having the conversations that maybe we need to have in our communities. I feel like with the way, especially in the black community, I feel like the way that the, the relationships are with each other, the family structure, I feel like a lot of it is in shambles. And I feel like a lot of deeper conversations need to be had. A lot of conversations that we're not having need to be had and that they need to be addressed in a mature fashion. The, in my opinion, the problem is you can't have that conversation with, with people. There's just not enough mature people to have that conversation with, in my personal opinion. Maybe there was, but I feel like if there was, there wouldn't be such negative ideas about Kevin Samuels. If more of us were willing to have that conversation, you wouldn't have had so much negativity, although it really wasn't that much in from my opinion yeah he had those times where he said things that were you know whatever a little bit uncomfortable to hear if you're sensitive or whatever but if you like to talk shit or like me i mean whatever it wasn't no big deal people who are unruly and people who he was prepared to deal with people who are rude and unruly i have a very low tolerance for disrespect overall me personally like me personally i kind of i feel like i have a lower tolerance for disrespect than a lot of other men because a lot of men are just so used to being disrespected by women. So one of the, in my opinion, I could be wrong. Somebody's gonna try and tell me that, that I'm wrong, I guess, but it's just my opinion. And I feel like his show was great because it is evidence of, like the evidence showed itself. It's not like he just said these things about women and then they didn't present themselves. Like I, I what I liked about watching his shows is that he would, say the things and then the women would do their own job of solidifying what he was saying so one of the things uh, I, I think that's hard to notice is how much he tolerates before he actually says anything rude or mean or disrespectful a lot of the a lot of he got i think he got a lot of traction from that your average at best <laughs> <laughs> when he said your average at best to the to the young woman who called up on his show. And so like if that's the only thing that you know, of course it's gonna sound bad that he said that, you know, he's average at best. However, if you didn't watch the conversation and what led up to that, I, of course it's gonna seem even worse. So I just wanted to share how the conversation started. I don't even want to go through the whole it's a long conversation. It's worthy of listening to. But for the sake of this podcast, I'm only going to go through a little bit of it and how the, how it started off and what led up to her being called average at best, which, in my opinion, was light. But anyway, let's get into it. For guarding and protecting, they're very protective of their home and their family. Okay, so what's your disagreement? Um, honestly, I don't have a disagreement. I just came in here because I honestly want some advice from you. It says disagreement day. Oh, I know, but this is my first time catching it on live. Normally I'm asleep. <laughs> and um, you have a job? I do. I own a business. Okay, so I do too. And I do have a question. If you but don't I have a business. And if you wanted my advice, you could always book a session if you can't catch us at the show live. I'm definitely, I was trying to go online um, earlier. But, but, but all you have to do, man, but see, what kind of business do you own? I own a pet grooming, doggy daycare, and indoor okay, dog so, park. Okay, so 
What you're basically trying to do is I have a disagreement day and you basically came in and said, damn your topic. I want to ask you what I want to ask you. And okay. that's but you are more than welcome to go on my website and purchase your time to talk with me one on one. Because what you're trying to do is rather rude, but I will go ahead and do it because I'm going to use this as a teaching lesson. How old okay. are you? How old are you? I'm 35. 35 years old. 35 years old and you're a business owner. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And what's your question? Um. So uh, my issue is, ha- well, I want to know at what point when I'm just meeting a guy, do I tell him that I'm a business owner? Because um, my problem is that when I try to date down and I... The conversation. All right. All right. All right. That's enough of that. I just wanted to point out how she came into the show. It actually gets a whole lot worse. But first she comes into the show. And there's a particular day. It's disagreement day where you get to give him the smoke about whatever you don't agree about. And she wants to come on there and get personal advice already. And as he said, that's kind of rude. He tried to advise her on ways that he she could get her needs addressed, but she didn't want to do it because she had to have her way. I mean, automatically, that's pretty rude. The way that, in my personal opinion, the way that he met that was actually pretty nice. It was very calm. It was pretty cool and collected. And then from there, she goes on to start talking about dating down and men not on her level and men got to have six figures, which isn't exactly the most pleasant conversation to have. And then she ranked herself and she ranked herself and said that she's average. That's where average at best came from, from her own ranking. So he just in, in replying to her demands pointed out that she's average at best. And I think that, Hey, if you want all those things, that's cool. However, I think that if you're going to demand all of these things out of a man, most of which are unattainable by 80 to 90% of men, then the least you could do is look like a supermodel. But that's just me. What do I know? Anyway, I actually want to go to this other clip from a matchmaker named Rebecca Lynn Pope. And in like 2017, she made a video where she was saying that she doesn't want to be a matchmaker anymore. And she explained why. So let's check it out. Less than 14% of the entire American male population is over six foot. Less than 14%. And that's all the married men and the men in prison, all of them girls. So you're sitting around here like, oh, he's gotta be six foot and he's gotta look like this and he's gotta make six figures or seven figures. When you start at just height alone, do you hear the percentage that I just gave you on just height? Just height. And if you add in what he looks like, like looking like Idris and making money like this and that, honey, look, you looking for the come up for real because um, I don't know where he's at. These match, I was matchmaking. I would be like, man, I would go find these incredible men and they would be like, oh, mm, I would never date him. He, I'm like, I just went and found a freaking pilot, a ex-Falcons player. Are you serious? But he don't look, it's like, it's like he's got to be perfect. But you're not perfect. You got issues and unresolved issues and you got a temper and you're bossy and you're controlling and men don't even like to be around you long term. You run everybody away. You think you're so much the ish that you're bougie and vain and stuck up. 
and men don't like it. And you wonder why you can't keep a man. You wonder why nobody wants to be around you. Sweetheart, listen, get nice, be sweet. Men are simple creatures. They're simple, but your standards are standardizing you right out of the game. Everybody. Yeah, yeesh. That's Rebecca Lynn Pope. I mean, she said it. She was actually, you know, a matchmaker and she's actually dealing with probably more affluent women, right? Who had the money to afford her services or who were even willing to invest in her services. And she's trying to pair them. And a lot of the things that she said, and actually that whole video, that entire video was about how she's she was giving up matchmaking and dealing with women because a lot of these issues, the expectations are just unrealistic and so on and so forth. I mean, maybe I'll link to the video or something. You can watch the whole video. So when she says those things, I mean, is she misogynistic or does she hate herself or does she hate women? Because she seems to be trying to pair women up and help them, but just give constructive, honest criticism and feedback. But yet she doesn't seem to be able to do it. I, I, I don't know what else. I don't know if she can't say it, if she can't do it. I, who Nobody can do it. Honestly, in my opinion, if you, then you just dealing with people who can't be told nothing. Because like what we always say, like, especially like pro-black people, this is kind of the weirdest thing. We'll say, oh, it takes a village. Well, the older men are usually part of the village. And the older men come with a lot of wisdom and they offer their advice and they offer critique on the things that they see. So if it takes a village to raise a child and we got a bunch of grown ass children who haven't figured out how to be in healthy relationships, then why is it so difficult to take his advice? Why is it so difficult to hear what he has to say other than the fact that we're immature and we don't like the truth? I thought he was good about how he handled it. I didn't think that he ever did too much. I never really saw him get too out of hand, especially with considering what he had to deal with on a nightly basis. Yeah, he's probably better than me. I couldn't do it. You would have seen me lose my, my shit a while ago. <laughs> Can't be talking to me all crazy. People be talking to him crazy. What would be talking to him crazy, Jack? So I always thought, what I also thought was really good about him was what really made me see that he's trying to be objective as possible is because many times he had shows. I don't know if he still did this as of late. But many times he had shows where you could call in just to disagree with him. Just to disagree with him. And I thought that that was I respect. You know, a lot of people don't really do that. So he gave women the platform to come and disrespect. I mean, not disrespect, uh, but to come and disagree with him. And you always got to respect him. And he's a man. So you, respect is, is always important. You can't come on a show and feel like you should be able to disrespect him without anything happening to you i mean fine i i think that that's i think that that's okay too you want to go on a show and disrespect him and show that you're smarter than him go ahead and do that however i feel like he still has the right to choose how he responds to that i don't think that anyone can come on his show and then take away his right to respond to however you decide you want to talk to him so he had his smoke shows and let's just let's just take a look So, reset, recalibrate. What is your criticism or critique? Try to make it concise. 
And what the issue really is, is shut up. Shut up. I don't like that you say this. Let Stop saying things. Let women say whatever they want to, however they want to, and you just be a good boy. This is the real problem. That's the real problem, especially in our community. Black men, we are supposed to be second-class citizens. We're supposed to listen to mama, auntie, cousin, nene. We're supposed to do what they tell us to do. We're supposed to shut up and fall in line, buy them a house, pay their bills, say yes, sir. We say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. I love that the black woman is God and the queen, and those are the black men they want. You want the black men who bow down to you, and then you want us to go out there like crash test dummies and fight and war and kill and everything else and build on your behalf. We're supposed to go out in the world and come back with every other man and then come home and be good boys. Sorry, the kind of men that are gonna be required to build the black community are the kind of men you're gonna to have to learn how to contend with. Mm. If you can't contend with a man, then get with your girlfriend or get with the beta dudes Get with the little baby boys you raised and move on. Hey, no heat, no judgment. But one of the issues is so many women are saying, when you move up to a certain level, you can't get a man at your level or higher. Why is that? Why will women move up to this level? They got to get men that are down here. The old trope was because there ain't no man at our level. No, it's because your mindset and your lack of femininity. Damn. The men who are at this level exist. And I'm gonna tell you, the men that are at, at your level or higher, I talk to them every day. And they're saying, there's no way in hell I date. Uh, I can't bring her around my colleagues. I can't bring her into my neighborhood. I can't do this. I'm not, I'm not gonna be the mother of my child. That's the problem. I mean, well, yep. Here's the thing, all right. Uh, maybe he's wrong maybe i'm wrong maybe the feelings that i have about that are invalid and maybe the way that he was treated on his show was perfectly fine and maybe that's acceptable that's an acceptable way for women to talk to men uh you know with with attitudes and being unruly and dismissive and like disrespectful and things like that maybe that is okay maybe we should allow that i i prefer to stand against that but okay let's say that i agree that I, i'd like to agree that you know men are trash i want to agree and i know that saying it out loud is like People will not want to agree, but no, I'm, I'm going to meet the women. I'm going to meet them more than halfway on this. And then, and I'm going to say that, yeah, men, all men are trash. Let's just say all men are trash. I'm, I don't even care to meet you halfway anymore because trying to do that, I haven't been successful. But meet you the whole way there. All men are trash. So if that's the case, then is there anything that can be done on your end? as a woman is there any new strategy is there any new approach is this does like does anything need to change on your end because here's the thing like let's say in like a classroom if there was a test and you were trying to test let's just say like you're trying to test if all these men are men and a hundred percent of the students in your class fail the test 
usually what happens is that the teacher changes something, right? Because whatever the teacher is using to measure or assess the students, the teacher is supposed to take accountability and say, well, maybe my teaching hasn't been effective. Is there a better way that I can teach? Or are there better questions that I can ask? Or is there some way that I can improve, improve my communication about what's important in order to pass this test? But usually something is wrong with the teacher at that point. If 100% of the students fail the test, then usually the teacher takes accountability. You know, it's not to say it's, it doesn't really matter the blame game because when 100% of the students fail the test, like no teacher is going to feel good about that. But if the, if the students are like, well, we don't think that this test is fair, are you supposed to get like, do you get mad at the students? You'd be like, nah, well, if the students, the students are, the students shouldn't even really need to make a point about that. You should, you, you, you gave the test, you administered the test, you're the teacher. So you know for a fact that 100% of, of them are failing, which means is you're not getting the results that you want, unless you want to see 100% of your students fail. And then you get a, you get a rise out of saying, well, this student failed and that student failed. And every student that I've ever had has always failed. Some people might enjoy that. But if you don't enjoy that, then maybe you would want to look at what could be changed or what could be different. But OK, fine. This is none of you. Like it's nothing. No one who I've ever spoken about feels like this about men. No one who I've ever spoken to, no woman that I've ever spoken to has a lower um, appreciation for men. No woman that I've ever spoken to has a problem with respecting men. It doesn't apply to any women that I know. However, <laughs> however. <laughs> There is applies to somebody out here, somebody. And I want to go to this documentary. I think this is from like 1986 or something like that. And it's called The Vanishing Family. And it's a documentary just kind of about the black family. And I think it's in New Jersey or something. They went into the inner city. Now, mind you, everybody ain't from the ghetto. Ain't everybody ain't from the hood. Da, 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 da. However, I just want to point out, well, you'll see. Raise your hand if you're married. None of you are married. Raise your hand if you would like to be married to your baby's father. One. <laughs> the rest of you who don't plan to get married, why don't you plan to get married? I'd like to know that. You, you already have your child to think about and then a, a whole family to care, to care for. You know, it's... it's a lot of responsibility. And then you don't want the commitments. I wouldn't want no man holding me down because I, I think I can make it as a single parent. But don't you think you might need help in raising that baby from a man? Not really. I didn't have a father. My father wasn't in the home. So, you know, it, it really, male figures are not substantially important in the family. Yo, male figures are not substantially important in the family. Again, none of y'all think like this. None of y'all, this isn't pervasive like in anybody that I know because this was in 1986. However, this does mean that these women in the room, mind you, this was like a room full of like 10 
women. This is 1986. So these are the mothers of some women that somebody's mothers. Um, and so what would be the implications if you were raised by a mother with this mentality that, well, she, her father wasn't around. And so a man isn't important. I don't exactly know either, but I can imagine that they're just basically sounds like they're just useless. It is what it is. I'm not here to say whether that's true or that's not. I just think that if people think like I believe that whatever you believe is right. So if you believe that you don't need no man and the man is not significant and important part of the family, then you're right. That's how I see it. So I think that those women were right. Um, none of the women, for I guess, you know, that missed all of the women from these days and none of them have anything to do with that. But I can imagine if there was that, it would be really difficult to be in relationship with that woman. And then it would be even more difficult to raise a child with that woman who doesn't have respect for the man. So it kind of is what it is. And I mean, this stuff, that's what I'm saying. This stuff ain't start with Kevin Samuels. If like, if Kevin Samuels like came around and it was like the first time you've ever thought about this, that's strange. That's strange. That's why I'm like, sometimes I feel like he gets too much credit. Like, I mean, I, I think he's great. I love the man, but sometimes he gets too much power. It's like, he didn't start none of this stuff that he's talking about. He, it's been around. This documentary was made in 1980. Six. That's older than probably some of y'all listening to this. All right. So when he says this and y'all be acting like it comes from nowhere, it's just kind of strange. Okay. And I mean, fine. Okay. He said all these mean things and he said all these rude things, but like, did he ever say anything good? Like, did he ever say anything not misogynistic? Some women seem to think so. And what about those women? The women who seem to think so, do their opinion matter? I don't know. Let's see. And this man has helped me have a new, um, not new, but a better outlook on relationships. He definitely helped me in my marriage, my relationship, just from listening to his content. And, you know, it was just able to make me a better person overall or a better wife overall because some of the things that I was learning from him, I never heard from anybody else in my life, right? Not even my, my dad, because obviously dads ain't gonna have certain conversations with you. That I mean, that would be weird, right? So hearing these types of conversations via Kevin Samuel's content, it really allowed me to understand um, the mindset a little bit more or the nature of men what they expect etc and due to his content it allowed me to have certain conversations with my husband that we probably would have never just sparked up randomly because if yeah i mean i you know that's her perspective that's her opinion the sad part about that is that she'd probably be called names for having that opinion Somebody might try to call her, what is that? what's that word? Uh, like a pick me or something like that. That's unfortunate. But I mean, I think that that's, I think that that's something to pay attention to, to consider. And I actually know some women who do like Kevin Samuels. It's not that 
strange. Um, and they understand the controversy behind him, but overall they appreciate what he has to say. That doesn't, just because you like somebody or whatever, it doesn't mean that you agree a hundred percent with what they're saying. Like, I'm so curious to meet this magical person in people's lives to whereas like they agree, agree with them a hundred percent of the time. And then when someone like Kevin Samuels comes along, you have to point out that you don't agree with him a hundred percent of the time. Because there's this magical person on earth that you agree with 100% of the time and just Kevin Samuels is not it. Or insert whoever you want that's doing anything constructive. You're like, well, I don't agree with them 100% of the time. I mean, well, who is this person that you do? But anyway, I just think that it's difficult to even say positive things sometimes about him. And like, I'm sure this woman, I don't even want to read the comments, but I'm sure if there's, there's probably some comments in there that aren't very flattering. Like, oh, he's a like so hard pressed to see the negative in him and and highlight the flaws in him. It's like, well, does is there anything like positive that could come from the things that he's saying? So real quick, I want to check out another sister's, her video and she talks about how his advice got her married. Talks about it was really interesting to see how differently we as men and women think and how we go about dating and how sometimes if you as a woman don't understand the perspective of men, you kind of sell yourself short or put yourself at a disadvantage because you're not navigating the dating marketplace with a mind that is conducive for getting the kind of results that you want. And Thank that's you. what I found interesting about Kevin Samuel's platform. So although yeah. Um, what he has to say might not be the easiest for a lot of people to hear, but I did believe and I do believe that there's a lot of truth and there's a lot of validity to the things he is saying. Yeah, kudos to that sister uh, for getting married and taking the advice of Kevin Samuels and allowing it to work for her. Again, I mean, I'm not, you know, saying that He's going to have the best advice. But what I am what I am saying is that I really want to see a lot more women in her position. I want to see a lot more women, black women winning. I love black women personally. Um, so that's why I even feel the way that I feel about these things. And a lot of, you know, women who know me personally over the years, a lot of these things I say to them. And, you know, most times. Yeah, you get advice from me It's going to sound more like Kevin Samuels and anything because I'm tired of this shit too, right? Men are trash. That's easy. Like, that's an easy conversation. You can go and have that conversation with anybody anywhere and just be like, men are trash and men don't do this and men, 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 men. There's so many avenues and venues. There have always been avenues and venues for women to just shit on men. And again, rightfully so. There's always avenues for that and for women to express and talk about the issues that they're going through in relationships. It's not so much the same for men. It's not. It's so few and far in between that we we have to pick one person, Kevin Samuels, and the one person who starts to do it in a way that's causing waves is the one that gets the most flack. And again, a lot of women probably, a lot more women probably feel like this than the few who choose to hate him. But the few who choose to hate him usually have the loudest voices. A lot of women are quietly appreciating him, in my opinion. There's women who are just appreciating him. And usually the women that, and I know it's in my life, that appreciate him, they're either one, married, 
and understand how valuable this information is because I already have a man. Or two, they're really starting to get serious about settling down with the man. Because when they're really, really serious and or they're already in it, uh, I think a lot more what he has to say is useful than the few moments of trash talk with some random woman who doesn't care anyway. So let me just wrap this up. We're just talking about why I appreciate Kevin Samuels um, other than what other than what he, he's known kind of for is he's kind of known for having attitude. But I think at the core, he probably he definitely wants to see more of us married and more of us together, which is what I want to see as well for my friends and the women that I love around me. I would love to see more of them married. I would love to see more of them paired up and partnered. However, it's not it can't there's nothing that can be done from only one side, like even if tomorrow all of the men turned around and they wanted to be good men and they wanted to be partnered and paired, not it would be useless or it would be ineffective in the state of relationships because you would need the women to feel like they need the men, that they want to be with the men, that the men are valuable. You would need that. So we could change and be perfect tomorrow However, nothing would change because we would need people to accept us as worthy. So it's not anybody's fault. It's not blaming. It's not saying women have to do all the work. Just but it's just interesting how the idea of doing a little bit of work seems like such a tall order. Anyway. That's been my time. Um, yeah. Oh, what we got? We got books. What are we reading? Uh, I got this joke right here. Yeah. I like this book. Octavia Butler, Wild Seed. Good, uh, let's get in there. Let's get in there. This book is great. Um, it ain't really got nothing to do with manhood or fatherhood. Actually, yeah, no, nah, actually it does. It probably got some stuff in there. Um, talking about building the generation and building... Actually, it does, actually. We was talking about this last episode, right? Um, building what you want to see. There's a lot of that. It's, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a tough read, though, moments, man. It's tough. It's, it's wild. That book is wild. Octavia Butler, Wild Seed. That'll get your imagination going for sure. But it does go on this idea of men and building. And you think Kevin Samuels is bad. Woof. Woof. Main story in this book. <laughs> I mean, the main character in this book, man, this yikes. Anyway, uh, that's all I got this week or this episode. Um, thank you for tuning in, man. I got much love for y'all and I appreciate y'all. And those of y'all that like send messages and, and, and text and DMs and all that stuff, I appreciate y'all. So keep showing love and I'm going to keep doing what I do. Peace. Shake my head and look around, it's sad, sad You should know the black dad ain't a bad dad But it's too many in a crisis like Sudan